Thank you, Bobby. It's always a little strange when uh, the electronics don't work out. Is the mic on? Can you hear me okay? Okay. Well, it's been an interesting week, to say the least. Um, was sharing with uh, the worship planning team before service how uh, Angela, my wife, has been traveling um, for her job this week and um, she took a fall and uh, sprained her wrist. Thank goodness it was just a sprain. So she uh, had a visit to the ER this week and Our youngest uh, daughter had her wisdom teeth out. That's always fun. Uh, All four at once. Um, And then uh, our golden retriever, Daisy, uh, took a turn this week. And probably after we're done here, we're going to take her to the vet. Um, Always reminds me of that, that movie, All Dogs Go to Heaven. I'm not sure if that's true or not, but it's certainly comforting, and if anybody of the canine persuasion deserves to be there, it's Daisy. Um, for you cat lovers, I'm sorry, I don't think that's true of cats. <laughs> Maybe it is. <laughs> uh, and ceramic ones, like uh, what Brenda has, doesn't matter, does it? Ceramic cats. But it's been one of those weeks, and... Um, I want to read the, uh, the epistle for today, Romans, uh, it's from the 6th chapter, it's verses 1 through 11, and um, for the past couple of weeks as I've been preparing for this service uh, for the life of me, I couldn't find what the Holy Spirit was trying to say, but uh, I think as uh, I'm standing here about to read it, uh, suddenly the, the meaning has become clear and the message for us this morning has become clear Paul writes what then are we to say should we continue in sin in order that grace may abound by no means how can we who died to sin go on living in it do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death Therefore, we have been buried with him by baptism into death, so that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we will certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. We know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body of sin might be destroyed and we might no longer be enslaved to sin. For whoever has died is freed from sin. But if we have died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. We know that Christ being raised from the dead will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. The death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. 
So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. So as I was preparing this Sunday's message, as I said, reading through the scripture passages assigned for today in the lectionary, and I had no idea what the Holy Spirit wanted me to share in this passage from Romans that I just read. It just was a revelation that wasn't coming for the last couple of weeks. It just didn't it didn't make itself known to me as I read it so many times, meditated over it, prayed for uh, clarification. Uh, but still it was gnawing at me and I didn't want to turn loose of it in favor of going for something that I felt more comfortable preaching about. Uh, I knew that eventually something would come and as the weeks and days went by of nothing but desert uh, about midweek this past week in the afternoon I got a call from an old high school friend of mine who happens to be named Steve um, I hadn't seen him in quite some time I guess it's been a little over a year since I actually talked to him and he called me out of the blue and I was surprised to see his name pop up on my phone and every time I have heard his voice over the years and he pops in and out of my life I guess uh, on occasion but uh, you ever hear someone's voice and it just kind of transports you back in time that's the way it is with with Steve because there was a time when he was one of my closest friends um, before life happened and we went our separate ways um, and we lost touch over the years, but we used to make music together along with our friend Woody. Everybody's got to have a friend named Woody, I think. Steve played guitar, Woody played bass, I played drums, and uh, every day after school, all weekend long, every day during the summer, we would be in Steve's garage making music, or at least we thought it was music. The neighbors may have disagreed from time to time, but... Some of my fondest memories as a teenager are the three of us hanging out and making music together. So I get this call from Steve about midweek. Um, I want to say it was Wednesday. It seems to me it was. Um, and he says, I have some news and it's not good news. He says, Woody passed sometime this past weekend and I found him in his easy chair uh, on Monday and I knew that Woody had issues with addiction and I also knew that Steve and his wife Jennifer had been looking out for him over the years um, so I knew that Woody's passing was going to be a difficult thing for Steve um, my connection with, with Woody is more of fond memories uh, happy times gone by, but but for Steve, it's a mixture of those same kind of of happy memories, but also years and years of helping Woody through his addiction. 
And so he asked me if I would do the memorial service, and I I agreed to do it, but for the life of me, I didn't know what I would say. I, I knew that the Holy Spirit wanted me to reveal something about that experience in this message from the sixth chapter of Paul's letter to the Romans. And the thing that's difficult about doing a memorial service for someone like Woody, whose life to me is is just a collection of fond memories from the past, is that I have no idea what his relationship was with Jesus Christ before he passed. I have no idea whether he had a relationship with Jesus or not. And so I have questions as to where he is and if he's okay. And I don't want to even imagine that he isn't because that's just too painful for me. And so what Paul says to us in Romans 6, I think, is of vital importance for those of us who are still here on this side of eternity this morning. Paul tells us that death is a different experience for those who have accepted Christ than it is for those who haven't. Different experience. Because for those who reject Jesus, who don't choose Him as the Lord of their lives, then death is, well, it's death. Death is separation from God. Death is eternal emptiness. But for those who are in Christ, it's different. Death becomes life. How does that work exactly? Well, for a Christ follower, physical death is just a passage into the presence of Christ. A person who's saved is justified in Christ. We've already died to sin. See, Paul likes to explain it like this. If you've read the message version, he says, if we've left the country where sin is sovereign, how can we possibly still live in our old house there? Or didn't you realize that we packed up and left there for good? And that's what happened in baptism. When we went under the water, we left the old country of sin behind. When we came up out of the water, we entered into a new country of grace, a new life in a new land. I think that's a good analogy of baptism and of dying to sin by choosing Jesus. When we're covered by the water of baptism, it's like the burial of Jesus. And when we're raised up out of the water, it's like the resurrection of Jesus. We're raised up from the deep, dark water of sin into this light-filled world. We're lifted up by the Father so that we can see where we're going in this new grace-sovereign country that we're blessed to live in as a Christ follower. Our old way of life, the life of sin, is nailed to the cross with Christ. And so he puts a decisive end to that 
sin life, that miserable life. No longer are we at sin's every beck and call. And so as Christ followers, what we believe is that if we get included in Christ's sin-conquering death, then we also get included in His life-saving resurrection. Isn't that a great picture? We know that when Jesus was raised from the dead, it was the end of death as the end. Never again will death have the last word. Because when Jesus died, He took sin down with Him, but because He lives He brings God down to us. And from now on, we can think of it this way. Sin speaks a dead language to us. It means nothing to us anymore. But God speaks your native language. And you hang on every word he says. You are dead to sin and alive to God. That's what Jesus did for us. And so what's the impact of that on our lives? Well, the impact of that truth in our lives is that if we choose Christ now in this present human condition that we're in, then we get to rid ourselves of the burden of sin right now. We get to die to sin and die to self, and we get to be raised up into a new life with Christ, and then death no longer means anything to us. It's just a rite of passage into the light and the life of Christ. Physical death is powerless if we choose to die to self in sin and choose to live with Christ for all time. So when I think of the two choices that are ahead of all of us, life eternal or death eternal, I choose life. And I want everyone that I love and care about to choose life also. And so the impact is really what I make it. If I share the gospel with those I care about, if I share the gospel with people, then more people will choose life over death. Most people, I think, would rather live vital, productive, purposeful, joyful, pain-free, guilt-free, forever lives if they only knew how to get there. I think that's true, don't you? And so how do they know how to get there unless someone tells them? And so it's our task to tell them. Which is why we can't keep what goes on in here a big secret. We have to spread the word out there.
So this morning, I have no choice but to stand here in awe of God. As I I think about the week of just a mental writer's block, where all this stuff was happening and I knew there was a message in there somewhere and I knew it had something to do with Romans 6, but for the life of me, I have no idea where it would come from if not through the Holy Spirit. And so God provided perspective and insight this week into the sudden death of a friend, into the importance of choosing to die to sin now in this life so that we can live eternally with Christ. I mean, that really is the gospel message, isn't it? What Jesus came to do. Because God desires that none should perish. And so he provided a way in Jesus so that none of us would have to. But the lesson, I guess, is that we do have to choose. We have to choose. Can't work our way in to heaven. But because we know that's by faith and faith alone, faith in Jesus. But we do have to activate it. We do have to make a decision to be a Christ follower. And I think that's what Paul is trying to tell us here. So I thank God for uh, the life of my friend Woody. And not to make that any less than it is, but I also thank him for the life of little Daisy. I think God's creation is a magnificent and wonderful thing. And it needs to be celebrated. And we need to make wise decisions as to how the people we love end up. And maybe the lesson for me is don't allow yourself to get disconnected from people that have meaning in your life. Um, Always, always take advantage of opportunities to share the gospel just in case you never get that opportunity again. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.